the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is good to be with you on a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. I very much appreciate that you listen to the show. I try every day to craft the content around a couple concerns. Number one, what's important to you, of course, balanced against what I think is important for you to know. And I'm aware uh, that in the last week, I've spent the lion's share of my time talking about Afghanistan. And I'm at least considering the possibility that Maybe some of you would like me to move on. Uh, I don't think I've done it at the expense of updating you on local stories, and we will do that again today with COVID and stores that are requiring masks and where those stores are and uh, how you feel about that. Uh, But I just am going to tell you my reasoning behind why I've been doing what I've been doing. And as always, ask for your indulgence and your participation particularly 844-TALK-989-844-TALK-989 is our number the president joe biden will at least he's scheduled to speak to the nation sometime this afternoon i'm not going to give a specific time because if this address follows every other time joe biden has come out he's not appeared on time and that i believe is rude Whether Joe Biden does it or anyone does it, I pride myself on being on time, and I'm deeply bothered when I'm not on time. I think it is disrespectful of other people's time when you are not on time, and I think it is a measure of Joe Biden's disrespect for his fellow Americans that he does not consider it to be important enough for him to be on time when his speeches are announced and the news media and a lot of the nation at a perilous time like this sets its clock by what he is supposed to say at the hour he is supposed to say it. I do not know, of course, what the exact contents of his speech today will be. I don't need to know them to have a more than reasonable idea of what they will be. He will blame others for a decision that is solely his to control about how we've left Afghanistan. Just shy of 20 years since we went in to avenge and prevent another 9-11, we are all the way out. And Joe Biden will blame others for that today. The other thing that I can say without any hesitation or fear of being wrong at all is that he will lie early, often, and throughout whatever he says today. Because Joe Biden has proven himself. Not just my opinion because I didn't vote for him and I find his party and its platform despicable. 
and evil, it is because he has proven himself to be a congenital, unrepentant liar. When I first played this clip for you, inside of the last two weeks, when George Stephanopoulos of ABC was questioning Joe Biden, I told you that it was clear to me that Joe Biden had to be goaded into making a promise that he had no intention of keeping. The fact that the State Department now admits that there are well more than 100 Americans left behind in Afghanistan, citizens of our country, as well as green card holders who have the same, most of the same rights as citizens. They've willingly left them behind. Just let me remind you how many times Joe Biden had to be prompted to utter a promise that we all wanted to believe but all knew from the badgering that had to ensue, he had no intention of actually honoring. Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And? And if if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. That's a lie. He knew then, you could tell from the way he ducked and dodged and darted and tried to avoid it, that he had no intention of staying there in Afghanistan as long as it would take to get every American out. No intention at all. And his hubris on devaluing the lives of American citizens is shared by the other demonic people in his administration, one of whom speaks for him every day. I don't think I need to remind you of how much umbrage Jen Psaki took at the mere suggestion that Americans would be left stranded in Afghanistan. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. I'm calling you out for saying that Americans will be stranded in Afghanistan because we have been very clear, we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. That is important for the American people to hear and understand because it's the right thing to say, but they had never any intention of honoring it. Why do I talk about this so much? Maybe you're out of patience with me talking about it. Why do I talk about this so much? Because we are a short attention span society. We move on from one story to the next. 
as fast as we possibly can. The way our technology has been developed with instant gratification, videos on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, any news source you want, anything happens anywhere in the world, you can see it. Any highlight of a sporting event you want to see, you can see it. We do not have the capacity to focus on anything for very long. I am focused on this because it is eminently clear to me, and I want it to be eminently clear to you, that an administration, a government, that will willfully, purposely, subject its citizens abroad to torture and murder and not think the slightest about doing it is an administration that will unquestionably also do it domestically when it deems doing so appropriate. And if you doubt that, all you need to do is go online and see how many people on the left are cheering Joe Biden for doing what he is doing. Because they have been so gripped by partisanship that they cannot see this decision as solely that of an American president. They are blaming it on other American presidents, who I will not argue made severe mistakes in Afghanistan. But this, this abandonment and complicity to murder of American citizens is expressly and explicitly and exclusively on Joe Biden because he had the power to not do it. And he chose, he willed, he purposed, to do it. And he will do it to you if he deems you not to be worth the trouble. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Brandon on the west side joins us first today. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I don't think that... I've heard multiple sources online and in and, and the conservative media say that most... Well, uh, Biden's incompetence is all big bungle. And I, you know, obviously he's dementia ridden and he's incompetent. I think what's actually happening, what happened in Afghanistan was deliberate and on purpose. Uh, they wanted Absolutely. to create a, create a hostage, a hostage, any refugee crisis, a hostage crisis to be maximized by the military industrial folks that helped put him into power to move back into the Middle East to sell more arms and weapons uh, to keep the complex selling. And the refugee crisis to import all these people that will be in Europe temporarily to our country to vote against our against our interests. Uh, I don't think you know abandoning Bagram was not by accident. I this is not a conspiracy theory, but I'll say it anyway. I, I believe that uh, that was in the interest of Russia and China, um, so we have less uh, eyes and ears on them, and that you know incompetent, feeble-minded, dementia-ridden as, as the poor old fellow is, none of this was by accident. His, he he will be going out in history as a scapegoat, worse than Jimmy Carter, and the people that handle him are the ones behind this that had done this on purpose. None, none of this was incompetence or an accident. It was deliberate. 
I agree with every word you just said. Every single word is absolutely true. And I'm grateful that there are other people who see what I see. We are now hearing from parents of murdered American service personnel about their encounter with Joe Biden. It is stomach-churning, his lack of compassion and care. I'll give you the details next on The Bruce Woolley Show. We are fortunate at 1134 today to have access to Rick Grinnell, a member of Donald Trump's cabinet in 2020. He was the acting director of national intelligence. Rick has been in the state of Ohio campaigning for Bernie Moreno in his effort to capture the Republican nomination to succeed Rob Portman in the U.S. Senate. Uh, Full disclosure, I was able to catch up with Rick late yesterday afternoon, and we'll play that interview for you at 11.33 today. CNN last night, Chris Cuomo, mm, anything to distract from his train wreck of a brother, uh, interviewed an American citizen, an American citizen who worked as an interpreter for the American military in Afghanistan, left behind by Joe Biden. She said this, I don't believe in anybody anymore. I just can't believe no one told me that this is the last flight out. She told CNN that she fed and took care of 19 children in her house, two of them disabled. And she started the interview with Cuomo by saying this, I just found out they left, and I was just silent for a little while. And I went to take a walk around the rooms, and I saw the young kids sleeping, and they have no clue what happened this morning, that the last flight is gone, and we are left behind. It's hard. No, she said it's heartbreaking to see all that. With all of this going on, No one heard us say that we are in danger and we need to be safe. It's heartbreaking. I don't even know what to say to you. She said they went to the airport with six children. The State Department directed them which gate to go to. They said to take an umbrella with you so they would be recognized and make sure they had the secret code. She said, okay, that's fine. I'll have that. She got to the gate. She said gasoline was thrown on her. She was knocked out. She lost all the children that she was with. She did not know where they were. So, that is one person. Another person, his name is Darren Hoover. He's the father of slain Marine Taylor Hoover. He had the opportunity to meet Joe Biden at Andrews Air Force Base. He chose not to. Here is Darren Hoover on last night with Sean Hannity. You chose not to meet with President Biden. I don't know if you want to comment on that. And I'd like to know, when I saw Biden look at his watch, I was literally like, you, you got to be kidding me. Because all of this to me was preventable. Because we saw them on the march. You know, we, we had April, May, June, July to extradite everybody and our equipment. We didn't do it. There's no excuse to me for this. Why did you choose no. not to meet with the president, Darren? For exactly the reasons you just gave. Um, we we said absolutely not. We didn't want to. We didn't want to deal with him. We didn't want to. We didn't want him anywhere near us. Um, we as a family decided that that was the way it was going to be. Mark Schmitz is a gold star father. His son, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, was also killed at the airport in Kabul. 
he, like Darren Hoover, was not going to meet with Joe Biden. And then he said uh, that he had changed his mind because, quote, I felt I owed it to my son to at least have some words with him about how I felt. And it didn't go well. He said Biden kept talking about his son, Bo, who was not killed in action. Is not meant to demean the death of Bo Biden or the heartfelt anguish that Joe Biden feels over it. But it is not appropriate for any person to meet someone's suffering with a game of can you top this and equating their suffering to something inferior to your own. Or as if because you have, in a related way, suffered the loss of a child, but not in the same searing, senseless way to equate it to that. So Smith said, I didn't want to hear about Bo. I wanted to talk about Jared. He took out a photo to show Joe Biden of his son. And I said, don't you ever forget that name. Don't you ever forget that face. Don't you ever forget the names of the other 12 and take some time to learn their stories. Smith said Biden did not appreciate his comments, bristled, offered a blunt response, I do know their stories. Darren Schmitz learned of his son's death via a knock on the door of his home at 2.40 a.m. A similar story is told by a woman named Shana Chapel. She's the mother of U.S. Marine Kareem Nakui. She has been suspended from Facebook and Instagram for posting the following. President Joe Biden, this message is for you. I know my face is etched in your brain. I was able to look you straight in the eyes yesterday and have words with you. After I lay my son to rest, you will be seeing me again. Remember, I'm the one who stood five inches from your face and was letting you know I would never get to hug my son again, hear his laugh, and then you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story, and I had to tell you, this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, and I let you know that you don't know how I feel, and that you do not have the right to tell me you know how I feel. You then rolled your eyes, like you were annoyed with me, and I let you know the only reason I was talking to you was out of respect for my son. I proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me, and how I'll never get to hug him, kiss him, laugh with him again. You turned and walked away. I let you know my son's blood was on your hands, and you threw your hand up behind you as you walked away from me like you were saying, okay, whatever. It is very sad, very disrespectful, very, um, I don't know what, that a president would have so little regard for the deaths he caused with a failed policy that never had any chance of succeeding. And this 
is something that we will talk about next with Rick Grinnell, who has been in these kinds of meetings where these kinds of decisions are made, where presidents and military advisors may disagree. How do those things get reconciled? What does he see in Joe Biden? Is he in control of this? Is he an unwitting dupe in this? Rick Grinnell's perspective as a former member of Donald Trump's cabinet. Next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 